Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Life Chatter. I'm your host, Aaron Feliz. This podcast was made to help people understand that we can all learn something from one another if we just took the time to ask questions. Everyone knows something you do not. And to hopefully encourage people to have intentional conversations with friends, family, and strangers. College was a wonderful experience for me. Some do not have the same feeling about their experience for various reasons. Regardless, college changes you, for better or worse. And you have a choice to make in regards to which direction of that spectrum you go. Jackie and I met during her first day at Springfield College. I didn't know her name for at least a year. I just knew her by her nickname I gave her, Dan and Shake Girl. Jackie and I have had the pleasure of being new student orientation co-leaders and were able to learn more about each other's experiences at Springfield College. Jackie's a fantastic tap dancer, even though she won't admit it, and loves spending her free time teaching the youth how to dance. If someone chooses to go to college, you get to reinvent yourself. You get to reflect on the things you liked that you did in high school and the things you didn't, whether it was the kind of friends you hung out with, how you treated people, or how you went about your academic and extracurricular activities. I want to reinforce that if someone does not want to go to college, that it's okay. Just have a plan of what you want to do. In college, you learn a lot about yourself, especially if you move away from home and don't know anyone there. It can be scary. It can be fun. Some days you may question your career choice and others. You couldn't imagine being anywhere else. You make new friends, you laugh, you cry, and ultimately, those new experiences shape you for who you are. And if you are reflective, you get a better understanding of what you choose to do based on who or where you want to be. Anyways, we hope you enjoy listening to this half as much as we enjoy creating it for you. So here it is, How College Changes You with Jackie. Hey, hey. Hello. Hey, 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 hey. Hello. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing um, good. I'm uh, a little nervous, not going to lie, but uh, we're here. We're doing it. I really want to say I really appreciate you joining in. Jackie, the way this kind of goes, right? First, want to remind people why we're doing this, right? And so the reason why we're doing this is because everyone knows something you don't. Everyone does, right? And it's up to you whether or not you want to spend that time to, to get to know what that thing is. Yeah. Um, that being said, a big thing about this as well, too, is that hopefully helps people spark more conversations, right? I've actually been trying to go on the other side of this, actually at times being completely transparent. I've actually been trying to not have as many conversations with people when I'm with them. You know, I told you, I get to, I overthink things, I overanalyze and I try to be like, I try to make everything so meaningful, which is good and I love that, but sometimes it might feel forced. So it's good sometimes, you know, my Uncle Kevin just joined on, he and I were just talking about it the other day, you just sit back, just enjoy the company. But hopefully this helps spark conversations with people to talk to friends, new and old, family, new and old, right? Um, or stranger, complete, complete stranger. So hopefully that happens. Um, and I hope that people get to do that because again, we could have had this conversation or we've had several conversations, right? Like either yeah. over or over Zoom. Um, we could have done that, but we're doing this here so that other people can see that. And I'm so glad you mentioned this piece of, you know, you being a little nervous, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, this is um, definitely out of my comfort zone. But something that you particularly have taught me is that you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, and that's the only way to 
grow, you don't grow if you're not out of your comfort zone. So here we are, we're doing this. <laughs> we're trying it. We're trying it. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. So a big thing, right, Jackie, is we want to remind the people again, you know, the topic we're talking about is how college changed you or it's still yeah. changing you, right? Um, a, a big thing as well, too, so to let people know. So the topic, right, how college changes you. Big disclaimer, I said it before. I feel like you would agree. If, if you don't, please let me know. It's this piece of this doesn't mean that you need to go to college. If right. if you don't want to go to college, don't go. If you don't want to, you don't have to. There's other things in life that will help change you, right? But we're talking about how this particular event or series of events, this giant event, right, of four years, more for you, right, and now more for yeah. me too, have clearly impacted us and kind of changed our trajectory, right? Yeah. And the other piece of it is for those who want to go to college and who are in college to hopefully, I guess, pull out more, you know, value from it. You know, I've seen so many times people go to college for four years and they're like, yeah, whatever. That was a, that was a waste. How do you not only a get your money's worth? Cause it ain't inexpensive, especially Springfield, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but how do you do so that you kind of get the best bang for your buck? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, college isn't for everyone. So like, if you if someone went to college and it wasn't for them, then it's only going to do more harm than good. I mean, it's not going to change their life for the better. That's not worth it. So we're here, yeah, just to talk about how it's changed us because it was right for us. So, as we kind of go with that, you know, the first question I always like getting to ask people has to do with the topic itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when I think of how college, you know, changed you or changes you, I think about that that particular thing changed, like so for you again it can be as elaborative as you want it to be right as, as you know go to your comfort level um but what what is change to you what is it what does it mean change to me it's like when talking about college it's not even like becoming a different person or doing like a complete like 180 or something it's sometimes just finding something in you and using that to then like change that's not right to then grow into someone else or grow into a better version of you or um even just like alter your path in whatever way it doesn't even have to be like a huge like life change thing um just like a little alteration i like that i think for me you know when i think of change and to your point right it's like these one of my coaches in college helped me understand like this 1% better mentality, right? Every day, just get 1% better. It doesn't have to be 180. It doesn't have to be a full 360, right? Um, you know, it's really back where you started, but it doesn't have to be a 180 and 90, whatever it is. It's a 1% better. Yeah. So with that being said, and I like that you said that, like, what's inside of this change could be, a, it could be a positive or a negative, you know, that's how I take it. So with change, that being said is it's a positive or negative event that change, that, alters right that alters your trajectory right because any little decision we make again if anyone watches anything like like not even sci-fi but i think like science based understands that yeah it takes just one little thing to kind of alter what happens next it's a series of events right it, yeah. it makes a difference so that's how i take it in the simplest form so it could be a positive or a negative thing and it could also it could also be a conscious and a subconscious thing or an unconscious thing Right, either you know it's going on, you have an idea, or you have no clue in the world. So I like that. So that being said, 
you know, I would like to know a little bit after getting in here, like how, how did you and I meet, right? You know, the fans know, how did you and I meet? And, you know, a little bit, you know, why you're opening it up, but why, why this topic for us? Okay. Um, so you and I met, you were the first person that I met at Springfield. Uh, um, I stepped out of my car as a freshman and you were playing a song and something in me forced me to step out of my comfort zone, um, which I never did. Uh, and I talked to you about the song and I said, whatever, I love Dan and Shay. And then we started talking. And then from then on, you called me Dan and Shay girl because you never asked me my name. <laughs> and then later, later on, we were NSO leaders uh, together. We were co's. And yeah, that's, here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, I'll never, uh, I won't forget that. This piece of like, I can remember it was in Reed. And it was really early in the morning. And yeah, I was like, yeah. again, drumming to my own beat, having a good time. <laughs> it's, uh, I will, it was for a whole year. I'll never forget. It was for a whole year. I didn't know your name. It wasn't yeah. until like, and it fell. And I was just like, oh, it's Jackie. And I think I remember telling you like, hey, listen, for the whole year, I just called you Dan and Shay, girl. Like that's, that's all I knew. I, said, I never knew your name. <laughs> um, I think I even said it to you, like, even in passing, you know, it's a small campus. I'm like, hey, Dan and Shay girl. And you're like, hi. Hey. Because <laughs> I, I think at that time I was a sophomore. No, I was a junior. Yeah. Um, as you were a freshman. Yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Katie said, I would go to college so you could figure out your life and you could think of what you can do. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you want to add anything to that, Jackie, at all? Um, yeah, no, I would completely agree with that. I think that a lot of what college is, is figuring yourself out and figuring out your life and changing your paths a million and one times during it to figure it out. But again, if you don't go to college, some people that path to figure out their life was high school, or maybe it's, you know, just going right into work and figuring it out there. But yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. For me, it was kind of interesting. I thought I was going to go to college to figure out my life. Um, and instead of figuring, I figured out my life. That's a big thing. I think I'm on the track to figuring out my life, but college was also a time that I was going to figure out who I was, um, as I'm sure a lot of people go to college to do that. And instead of figuring out who like I was, I figured out who I want to be Ooh, uh, and kind of figure out how to get there. Um, so it was kind of a step ahead because I, I wasn't quite ready to settle down and be who I was the past couple of years not that there was anything wrong with it but I saw that there was more work to do and more to me that I could be um, and that's kind of like what I got from college versus figuring out who I am if that makes sense so if I heard correctly a big part for you was college didn't just it didn't either it didn't or it didn't just show you who you were but more so who you wanted to be. Right. It kind of showed me that, you know, people aren't stagnant, people grow. Um, and that was definitely something that I really didn't realize back like in high school or before college. Um, and so before college, I wouldn't have even thought of trying to, trying to like, be a better person or a better version of me. I kind of thought that who I was was who I was, uh, which obviously mm. isn't true, or at least I don't believe that to be true. Um, and so yeah, college showed me that that 
isn't how it is and that you know you, there's so much more to you and so much more to who you want to be or who I want to be um and kind of like how to get there or at least like or, you know tools to get there that kind of leads to one of the questions I wanted to ask you is did anybody help you with this with this change right or this changing um and if so good was it bad if you want to name drop people you can if you don't want to you don't have to well first of all I, you were probably the most the person that helped that the most um and it's not just because you're sitting right here on the screen in front of me <laughs> <Don't make me laughs> which in part is why this was such a good topic to choose, to choose to talk to you with because you were such a big part of it yeah, you definitely helped me realize that in the best way. Um, I think that just Springfield in general, just the college that I chose to go to, um, is a very good environment for that, for the environment and helping people grow and helping people be a better person, um, especially with coming in how I was. It was just very different than who I am now or who I plan to be in the future. Um, so it was definitely the environment as a whole, but yeah, you were definitely the one that uh, kind of showed me like, hey, this is, this is how you become a better person. Uh, it wasn't just that I wanted to be a better person, it was you showed me how to be that, um, which I'm very thankful for. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> um, and then I mean, just various friends along the way helped me uh, more so in putting my new personality new uh skills to use and kind of figuring out these are situations that i was in with people in high school and these are such the same situations i'm in now and figuring out how to deal with them differently um to, you know because i if i want to be a different person i have to actually implement it into my life um that's the only way to do it go figure yeah so my friends helped me with that in a good way um i had roommates that I did not get along with at all along the way that helped me figure out how to implement me being a better person in uh, tough situations like that. But yeah. How did, how did those people, you know, the ones that you didn't get along with, how did they help you? Cause I think sometimes there's this like stigma that like, Oh, like only the people believe that it's only the, the positive people, right? The ones who, um who are giving you all this good stuff right this good vibes so that are giving me the ones that change that you know help change you completely or help guide you whatever term you want to insert there right but you know like you said and i believe you sometimes it's the ones who you don't jive with right yeah. so can yeah. you elaborate a little bit more on that um so my roommates definitely multiple of them not just one um it definitely gave me like tough situations to be in where I kind of had the choice of I could take this situation and I can react to it or I can take the situation and I can respond to it. Um, so going into freshman or in freshman year, I hadn't really changed that much yet. I hadn't really been exposed to Springfield a ton yet. Um, and I reacted to a lot of the situations me and my roommate were in. Um, which is what I would have done in high school, which is who I used to be. I reacted to it in a negative, negative way. I, um, it, it wasn't beneficial to either of us. It didn't solve anything. Um, my next year's roommate, I responded to things versus reacting to things. Um, 
you know, I took time and I thought about how I want to respond to what's happening, or even if, honestly, even if I want to respond to it, um, a big part of it was that some things you just don't need a response to at all. Something like, it's just sometimes things just not worth it. Um, and that's a lot of what I did with my next roommate and it worked out a lot better. We still weren't, you know, best friends, but we didn't have to change roommates. I didn't have three roommates in one year again. That's so, good. yeah, that definitely helped me. And then I take away things from that and, um, you know, try to keep applying it to new situations. I like that. Before I react to that, you know, my buddy here, Clayton, I just met him like two weeks ago. Uh, oh, met him while I was in Vermont. Awesome dude. And uh, ironically, it was like one of those experiences, kind of like with other people that I've had that you get to meet them and it's just like a, a huge vibe and you just dive in like a, like a majestic swan you know, into this beautiful glistening water that, that the world provides for you. And that's, you know, me and, uh, and Clayton. Like here. <laughs> I like this. I know you hit it a little bit, but this idea of this reacting versus responding towards situations, right? Or kind of like events that, kind of things that happened to you in college, specifically like college, right? Can you tell me a little bit more? Like, what do you mean? What is the difference for you between reacting and responding? Absolutely. Um, so for me, or when I'm using it in this term, um, a reaction is more of like an impulse, um, not really a beneficial, uh, beneficial way of way solving of something, something. Um, beneficial to either party. It's just kind of like reacting on how you're feeling at that time uh, and not really stopping and thinking about how could this be handled differently. Um, or even just like, how is this going to affect tomorrow or a week from now or a month from now? Um, and because of the reactions from my first roommate, I ended up, I ended up having three roommates. Having three roommates like, and probably some of it was them, probably a lot of it was me as well. Um, as to at least I could have handled it better to avoid that. Um, a response that I did with, with responding with my second or sophomore year roommate is more of stopping and thinking about, yes, this makes me angry. Yes, I don't like this situation, but how can I deal with it differently? Um, how can I still address it and not have it have um, the same consequences that a reaction does? Um, and like I said, because of that, we weren't the best of friends, but we were the same roommates the whole year. We still got along. It was fine. So that reaction is you know, it's like really quick, it's not thought out. And the response or the responding is thought out and uh, sometimes I guess meticulated, right? Yeah. You, know, you have an idea, All right, what, sh what should I do? If I do this, that might not go well. If I do this, this might go well. Is, am I hearing that correctly? Yeah. So it's so cool that you say that, Jackie, because I feel like everyone does that. Like everyone at one point or another, we're either going to like react to something right away right or we're going to take some time and be like wait a second hmm <laughs> if i do this what's the consequence right if i do that what's the consequence you know what are repercussions you know i think the hard thing is not thinking too long in that space not staying in that space for too long um i'll be the first one to admit that there are times i spend a lot of time in that space you know i try to be as caring compassionate or more so empathetic towards everyone i'm with so there are times where I'm like sitting there and I'm playing out every scenario, you know, and yeah. sometimes to a fault. Sometimes you just got to let it go. 
well, and there's other times where I'm just, I, you, I mean, you've seen it in real time. Sometimes I just have like quick reactions and it's just like, a, dude, how do you, how are you doing that? Um, you know, even in conversations, right? You know, and especially with college, because it's, you know, this topic is, especially too, you're going to, if, if people decide to go, like you said, you're not going to get along with, uh, with people, right? And depending on your personality, but even still with your personality, people still aren't going to like you. Hey, quick side note world, there's always going to be someone that hates you. Ta-da, like, there's, there's always someone that doesn't like you, unfortunately, but that's what, how it is, right? People like you and jive with you, and sometimes it's, there's like, it's a 60-40, right? Um, where like 60% of people really like you and die with you and 40% just don't or it's like 80, 20, right? But it's never 400% like you love and like you. You know, it depends on this. There's always people who dislike you who are constantly comparing themselves to you and right, and because of that, like in a bad way, they're like, I don't want to, I hate you. you, you think you're so good and you're all that. You're like, I didn't say you do anything. I wouldn't even hurt you, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, no one, not everyone's going to like you. Um, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't want everyone to like you. If everyone likes you, you're probably doing something wrong. Because then you're trying to, you're trying to be liked by everyone else instead of just trying to be liked by yourself, if that makes sense. Kind of to what you were saying, Jackie, and to reiterate is, you're going to meet people that you don't like. And so, and people who don't like you. So how do you, Jackie, you know, kind of, not let, not let that get to you because I can kind of get to people sometimes who are like, why doesn't anyone like me? When in reality, it's just like five people. They only focus on the five people. Right. Um, you know, so relating that back to like our original topic, um, in high school or before college, all the way before college, if someone didn't like me or I, I thought that they thought weren't that they going, weren't to, going like to like me, I, I reacted by pushing them out so that you know they and they them not liking me didn't affect me um you know i was the one who made the choice to not be friends with them they didn't make the choice to not be friends with me um so in my mind that kind of like put up a wall and it was like you not liking me can't affect me because i made that decision um in college that changed now that's very different now it's kind of like a if you don't like me then there's probably a reason why we're not friends you know i don't want to be liked by everyone like i said earlier um i want to be liked by the people who like me for me um not for being who they want me to be um and i kind of tell myself that you know if they don't like me or they don't want to be friends with me then i'm that's okay. I'm not that person. I don't live for them. I live for me. Um, so yeah, how do you deal with that? This piece, and I'll, and I'll say it, like, you know, I just want to write that. They, this piece of, you have people who respect who you are. And then, you know, this piece of like, like who you are. Yeah. Um, and to Katie, right? Katie, your sister clearly like really like you and think you're an amazing human being, right? Um, you're asking how do I react to that? Yeah. There was a time for me, and especially oh throughout my entire life, and especially like middle, like 
got really intense in middle school and high school where, yeah, there's, for some reason, like, people just didn't like me, you know, and not everyone, but like, there's, like, again, a couple people who didn't like me. And it was really apparent, I think it was because of this, the, perso- the personality I have, you know, I'm a very, I'm a very positive person, you know, and I, if I put my mind to something, I'm going to do everything I can to accomplish it. And I think, you know, I hope I don't sound egotistical, but it was like, it was so interesting that this, the moment, and I can remember it, the moment I started excelling in sports and academia and I was getting recognized for it, the more I started seeing people not like me. You know, not everyone, but some people just being like, oh man, like this, like he's such a goody two-shoe, whether it was because, and I've had it happen at times where people are like, yeah, my mom talks about you at home. And that, you know, like that, you know, in a way I've, I've had, I've had people without saying names, or that, I've had someone literally say in front of an entire, uh, an entire room of people saying, if my son grows up to be just like Aaron, I'm going to be really happy or like, you know, something like Aaron, right? Like if he goes up to be something like Aaron, I'm going to be really happy, really proud. That's all I asked for. I had a teacher once say to me, because they were having a tough time having kids for some, and again, I'm in high school at this time, right? And uh, she was praying to God saying, God, you know, if, again, these are not my words, I can't make this up. She was like, God, if they please grant me a child that's like Aaron, or turns out something like Aaron, if not, then that's okay, I won't have a child at all. And it was so interesting, because for a while she told me, and she told me, she was like, Aaron, like me and my husband actually were trying to have kids for a couple of years, and we never could. Never could. And she, and this was in high school. She told me like, maybe that's a sign that it's, it's just you, man. And, and I was just like, wait a second. Well, I'm not Jesus or anything. And nor am I trying to come off as a Christ figure because that's not the case. Right. But then, you know, a couple of years later, she actually has a daughter now and um, such a sweetheart. And you can tell she was just like as radiant and smiley, you know, human being. And I love that for her. Right. But what I'm trying to get at is for a while, Something, something about my accomplishments just didn't rub people the right way, I guess, because of my age. And, you know, I also just didn't like taking anyone's bullshit kind of thing. Yeah, in high school, I remember having people just not be okay with me, you know, and not a lot of people, it's like some people. And I remember thinking, because at one time in middle school, I would let it affect me a lot. I just started thinking in high school, I had this, I think I told you about this, my three to five year principal. Yeah. If that, if that person isn't going to be there in the next three to five years, their opinions really don't matter too much. There's times where sometimes a random stranger hits you with something you're like, wow, like, that really helps. And you remember for the rest of your life, which has happened to me, you know, on a plane coming back from Germany. But um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't sit and think about it too much. If multiple people are saying the same thing, then yeah, there's an issue. Yeah. But if it's yeah. only like, you know, one out of a hand, like one out of 10, one out of a handful, you know, I don't really, I take that very lightly, you know, and I also recognize that. Yeah. Like you said before, I'm so glad you mentioned that with with your roommates. At one point you probably had a part to do with it too, or you had the full part to do with it. Right. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. And so it's like understanding that and recognizing that, yeah, you know, I probably have a part to play and that's okay. You ever watch eight mile? No. Oh my gosh, great movie. If anyone else who's ever watched it, great movie. But pretty much at the end of it, Eminem, he pretty much disses himself. He pretty much anything that anyone could use to harm him verbally, he says to himself. And he makes it in a rap, 
right? And then he says, now he just takes something and just throws it at someone else and pretty much saying like, yeah, if you try to say X, Y, and Z, it actually doesn't bother me. Because that's the thing. I feel like bullies and bullies are going to say things because they want to get under your skin. They want to see you react, as Jackie was saying before. But when you learn how to respond, like to Jackie's point, you think about it, you don't give them any power. And then they're left to feel like idiots. And so that's kind of what ended up happening for me is that I realized even in college too, right? Like there's, there's people who just didn't jive with me. I just went, you know what? That's okay. You know, in the next few to five years, you probably won't be in my life anyway. So, and there's probably a reason for it. And that's okay. People who, 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 who are supposed to be there and appreciate me and love me will be there. They'll, they'll respect me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's pretty awesome, and I, I like to think about you know like my my next question for you is, how did you know you changed because of college? Like, how did you know you're this this, uh, this different person? Um, so okay, so my answer actually leads into what I was going to ask you. So go for it. Um, so the first time that I realized that I was actually starting to change or grow um, was when I came home for Christmas break or winter break my freshman year. Uh, now, I already said that I really hadn't changed all that much in that short amount of time because I wasn't really, you know, comfortable with Springfield with the people. Uh, I hadn't really been in that environment for more than a couple months. But even so, I came home from winter break, uh, and I was obviously in the same household around the same people that I used to be in, um, 24-7. And I just, something was different. I couldn't pinpoint it, but I knew something was different. Um, I knew that I didn't love certain situations that were happening. Um, I didn't like the way certain people were talking to other people. Um, that previously had never bothered me. Um, and I didn't really, you know, I hadn't grown that much that I was comfortable, you know, standing up and saying something or responding to it or anything, but just sitting there and listening, I realized, you know, I have a, a great home life, don't get me wrong, but I realized I think I want to be at Springfield right now because I could have, I could feel myself going back to who I was in high school. Even though I didn't know where I was then when I was home, I could feel myself going back, uh, which was a really weird feeling because like, I had no idea what was happening. Uh, but that's probably when I realized that, you know, I was starting to change for the better. I was starting to be a good person. And I realized that that's when I was actually starting to be a better person. Uh, during that break, I encountered someone, I won't say names or anything. I encountered someone from my past a big part of my past and I did not want to put up with their BS. I, I didn't want to do it. I sat there, they were saying some pretty nasty things. Um, going back to the whole, you know, not everyone's going to like you. They were saying some pretty nasty things, um, which wasn't anything new. And I sat there and I fought back against it. I didn't, you know, I didn't take it. I responded to it. And I was like, I don't really care what you're saying. It's not going to happen. 
Um, and that was something that I got to college and started this whole self-growth journey thing, <laughs> journey thing that I'm doing. Um, but yeah. And then ever since then, I noticed that every time I come home, I'm back in the same environment as before college. And every and time, every time I, realize I realize something's different. Um, or, uh, and that's it's pretty cool. It's pretty, it's nice. pretty cool. It's pretty nice to see. I don't that. actually realize I don't that actually realize that when I'm at Springfield, but I realize that when I'm at home. I like that. I just want to make sure, you know, the last 10 seconds you like, you like paused and then it just sped up really quick. Right. But it was this piece of, I just want to make sure I got, and if you can, please repeat it. Um, you know, just saying like, again, like you, when you would come home, you would feel these like little differences. And what it sounds like is that college helped you, you know, stand up for yourself. Is, is there anything else with that end that I'm missing? I just want to make sure I get that for it. Um, yeah, no, it definitely helped me stand up for myself. But it also helped me uh, realize that it didn't. I didn't realize. I how didn't realize how negative I was a person until I became more, I became of, a more of a positive person at school and I came back to my home environment. environment. Um, uh, conversation that, that I was having with, you know, my family members or, or even my friends, my friends uh, that, that I, I would have normally loved, loved having, having in high school, school where it was, you know, you know whatever, whatever talking, talking about, about people or talking about you know negative things that were just like gossip or whatever i did not want to talk about that i did not want to have that conversation that wasn't what i wanted to talk about these people would say things and i would just sit there and i would try to figure out how to change it into something that i didn't want to talk about change it into a positive thing because at college i didn't have to consciously think about doing that because that's what i was around that's these people at college were helping me do that uh, so at home, it really put it to the test. Um, and whenever I didn't do that, it kind of, I would feel myself sliding back and I would have to purposely think about doing that, which made me realize, I, like I said, I didn't realize I had changed I had to become that person until I had, until I had that. to do that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I said my answer was going to lead into a question. A question and, I, and I completely forgot, forgot question. my question. Okay. If you remember, you get to remember. Yeah, I, I think this, you know, this piece of, because I would agree with it too for myself, but you you learn how to, in a more you know, fancy way, you know, you learn how to advocate for yourself, right? But I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't want to dismiss that. I mean, in a good way, right? Like you learn how to advocate. You learn how to stand up for yourself. You know, you learn how to tell people like, no, I'm not okay with this anymore. Or like, no, that's not okay to do. Like, and, 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 and here's why. But then there's some people that it's like, it's like, uh, my dad would say, you don't have the patience and I don't have the time. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it now because you don't have the patience. I don't have the time for it. Because like, it's clearly, like, if you don't have the patience for it, again, like, it's like everything I'm going to say is just going to be useless anyway. So why? I don't have the time for it. I'm done. You know, and sometimes, unfortunately, that's what happens. But I like that you recognize this idea of this, your perspective of being negative and, you know, how, unfortunately, that kind of ruled your life for a while, right? Gossiping. And you got, you can see the change, you know, when you're in college of this, this perspective of being more positive. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, 
positive, positive doesn't mean all the time 100%. 100%. Like, like I, I am absolutely not 100% all the time positive. <laughs> that's, 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 that's not realistic. But it's but realizing, it's realizing it's catching, catching myself in negative behaviors and figuring out how to turn that into, even if it's not positive, just something not negative. Yep. Just, even just neutral is better than nothing. Better, better than negative. Better than negative. Um, which is, which a, lot is a lot of how I how react to negativity like, uh, since then. Because uh, a lot of times people who are more negative they hear positive and they kind of shut down and come to figure out um because that's not who they are they don't want to hear that but neutral is very much uh responsive for them and for me and it's kind of like that middle ground where you actually get to communicate it i like that it's such an important thing and i think that it's uh it's a journey it's not just one thing you learn once and like that's it you know it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing journey. There's going to be times where like, you're going to understand, okay, it's neutral or, you know, taking someone's negativity, like you said, and being, uh, dismissing it or, or not dismissing, but utilizing it. Like, oh, it was so good in this. But also, like you said, it's not always going to be positive all the time. It's not. And I think a big piece of it, and I, I know you and I have talked about this, is when you have a way of thinking for so long, after like 18, 19, 20 years, You've been thinking negative, so that all of a sudden, when you start thinking positive, it's going to take time. It's it's gonna take time, and when I think about that with college. People again aren't patient with college, right? You know, a lot of people like, they think once one bad thing happens, they like they jump ship. You know, they're like, ah, oh, you know, heck with this. But in reality, it's just like, no, like, sit with it. I think, you know, is this actually going to be beneficial for you or is it not going to be beneficial for you? You know, respond to it. Don't just react to it. Um, okay, so question for you. <laughs> do you remember it? You've been asking me all the questions. What aspect of college do you think has impacted you or changed you the most? You know, was it, is it like the people, is it living away? Was it athletics, academics, you know, what aspect? So Jackie, you actually hit all of them. Okay. You, you said them all. So <laughs> just so I remember to, to answer them properly, we said the people, right? The location from home, right. the athletics and academia. So I'm gonna make sure I can I'm gonna answer that. I'm actually gonna check it off to make sure I do. Yeah. So if we're gonna start that thing, you know, I'm gonna first start off with the one that the reason why I went to Springfield, Massachusetts, is location from home. I told myself when I was in high school, I was like, Aaron, you gotta get out of here. You gotta leave. Not because I didn't like where it was. That's that's not the case. I did enjoy where I was. I like Parsippany, New Jersey. It was a great place, right? But I was too comfortable there way too comfortable there. And it kind of like what I told you and I try to tell the other people. And if, if there's anything on my tombstone, if it's not below average minority doing above average things, right. On my tombstone, it's like, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. And so <laughs> I really hope someone puts it on my tombstone. Otherwise no one has ever listened to me. <laughs> but it's this piece of, you know, I wanted to get out of New Jersey. Not cause I hated New Jersey. I love Jersey. Right. But it was this piece of like, if I'm going to grow, I need to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I think I showed you, I told you the story. I almost went to Iowa. I almost left. And I, I even, I drove out there 
with a couple, you know, when PJ was on here, he was one of the guys I was drove out with and someone else drove all the way out to Iowa because I was like, I'm going to go to school here, you know, and it was like in the middle of nowhere in Cedar Rapids, you know, a nice institution, right? Um, but also in the middle of nowhere. And then I realized what hit me, my dad's like, you can go, but what if your wrestling career, like what if something happens to you, like, you know, athletically, can you rely on the academics? And I realized even though they had my major PE, it wasn't that strong as, you know, the Harvard of PE, which is Springfield College. And uh, I realized like, that's a big thing. And also too, like, and thankfully I did that because a lot of things have happened with my family that I had to come back home. You know, I'm very privileged and thankful that Springfield is only two and a half, three hours drive away versus a 16, 17 hour car ride or a four or five hour plane flight. Yeah. You know, a lot could happen in that time. I've, I think it helped me become closer with my family because, um, you know, even with the athletic side of stuff that came to tournaments and all that, I'll explain that in a little bit, but the location from home, I wanted to get away. I applied for a school in Pennsylvania. The wrestling coach never actually got back to me. Um, you know, at one point I was like, should I just go to New- the college in New Jersey, TCNJ? And even then the college coach was like, yeah, we actually don't need any more people. Like they kind of like shrug you off. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, I want to go somewhere. I'm like, at least I'm valued. Right. Not where I'm just like, oh, you're whatever. And I remember reaching out to Springfield because a lot of, you know, people from my area said, Hey, if you want to go to PE, especially the PE teachers are like, dude, go to Springfield. Like, some of them went there, some of them didn't, and some of them were like, I wish I went there. And so I checked it out. I emailed Coach Holder, and Coach Holder got back to me really quick and was like, yeah. And he even said in an interview, he's like, dude, you had, or he even told me personally, like, dude, you had a really good GPA, and you were from Jersey, and you had a pretty you know, decent record with, with wrestling, and you're a state qualifier in Jersey. Like, you know, like, yes, we want you. Like, okay, like, thanks. And, you know, great academia. But the big piece was away from home. I had to go away from home, you know, and thankfully at the time when I moved, when I left Springfield, I didn't know anyone. There was no one from my high school that went to Springfield. I later found out that there were some people in my area that went to Springfield. These two guys in particular from a couple of towns, one I played football against and the other one I wrestled against growing up or his team, but that was it. And one of those guys left. The other one stayed a little bit. And we, were, we weren't that close. But, you know, we were, we were so cordial with each other. Good guy. You know, so re- I respect him a lot. So that was the location from home. The people. What got me also at Springfield was a piece of that, you know, people hold the door open for you. You know, and NSO really helped me, like, get out of my comfort zone real, too. And re- recognize, that, like, you know, there's a place for people like me there. You know, like, people who are, like, wacky inflatable, too. People who are just, like, all over the place, right? And you know, super excited and seem to be high on life all the time. You know, I think that's something that like I told you before for a while, I think I thought I lost because I let people take that away from me. Right? I allowed people to go like, Hey, you can't be like this all the time. And you know, that sucks. And I'm finally getting it back to those people. I don't care you can tell me like, Hey, stop being so positive or something. No, I'm going to keep doing it. Why? Cause it's me. Duh. If you don't like it, you can move to the other room. It's fine. So, but the people, you know, especially my first NSO co was Kaylee Oates. Now, I just saw her a couple, you know, not so long ago. And it was super awesome getting to talk to her and some other people that I met now. And there's still some people I've talked to to this day. And even if they weren't in my grade, you know, like the coach, the guy whose house I'm watching over right now from Holyoke, they went to Springfield. You know, and it's so cool. There's a certain kind of Springfield person. The other day, I was at a, I was at a bar. Sorry, not a bar. I was at a place that had drinks, right? 
and because bars aren't open. And someone dropped their wallet behind me. Without a second guess, I picked it up and handed the person, hey, you dropped your wallet. And I turned back and I started conversing with the people who were also from Springfield, who I was talking to. And apparently at the end of the conversation, they all, they looked at me, these two guys, and were like, that was a Springfield thing for you to do. Well, what? He's like, you, without a second guess, you picked up the wallet, you give it right back to who it belonged to. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what you do. But you know, that's, that's known as the Springfield way, which is interesting because that should be a, a person that should be a people thing but it's it's with like a certain kind of institution because that's the kind of people that are attracted there right right so the people you know even um our relationship getting to know each other right you've helped me out in so many different ways my best friend sean from springfield right so my greater closer friend too like elias right who i talked to and he helps challenge me and i challenge him who at the beginning he and i didn't like each other you know at springfield even some of my roommates right like sevi like drew like ocho like roger like tj you know, my first year roommate, Emilio, and you know, the list goes on. Some of these people I still talk to to this day. So the people really helped out. The opportunities, you know, I really love too. Springfield gave me the opportunity to be an RA, right, to be an NSO leader. Um, and to the next piece, to be, be a leader. And then that other piece, which, you know, honestly was probably the biggest thing for me was the athletics piece. If there's one thing I miss the most about Springfield, it's wrestling for Springfield. You know, I love all the opportunities. I, I still do. They're all there, right? I still miss them. But I miss wrestling for Springfield. Here's why. It challenged the hell out of me every day. You, especially if you want to try to get better, you're going with some of the better guys, right? You're not trying to go with the easiest people. And especially for someone like me, especially junior and senior year where I was constantly teaching and then having to go to practice, they're long days. And so they can mentally, like, pummel you and if you're not again if you don't help change your perspective your perception they'll keep pushing you down and wrestling at the collegiate level helps strengthen my literally my spirit my mind and my body exactly what Springfield is wrestling did that for me because it was the most it was the closest to a fight legally right every single day and it helped me keep myself accountable by making sure I got my homework done, I got this workout in, I ate the right things, I was teaching the right stuff, I was engaged, I was doing all this stuff all in one day. Yeah. You know, and it's not easy when you're, you know, you had a really long, tough day as a teacher and, you know, with classes and all that, and you're in a room for two and a half hours where someone's trying to beat the piss out of you. And then afterwards, you got to go work out. And so it taught me how to be really accountable for myself. And honestly, college wrestling, especially for Springfield, had probably the biggest change on me. You know, there was times, like I said, I split my, it was what I was, I split my eyebrow open, right? I had to get stitches and, and the people were like, you should go to the hospital up here in Plymouth, New Hampshire. And I go, no, I'll wait. You know, my senior year, and I feel like people forget about this. But like I break my part of my hand and I tear part of my ligaments, right? Like, you know, in my finger and, you know, oh, two weeks before the big tournament, I go tape it up like, or make something, you know, and I, my hand can't close like this, but like, if I was in a different place, you know, who knows if I was like, maybe mentally that tough to do it. Again, it's not attack on anyone else or not to put anyone else there, but like how many other people can do that to be like, Hey, I break something. I tear something. And be like, all right, like, let's keep going. Yeah. Especially as a student teacher, as a, um, as a grad and uh, grad, as a college student who's trying to maintain their, you know, their friends and who's, who's ex-girlfriend because for two and a half, three years dumps them, you know, like it, it changed, it, it changed a lot of me. Yeah. It challenged the heck out of me. 
and I miss it a lot. Um, so that's college athletics, right? And it was cool, you know, for a while, like, you know, um, again, not, I hope I don't sound like I'm tuning my own horn, but like for a while, like, you know, I remember like people will come up to me and be like, Hey, like, did you see your picture? I'm like, what picture? Like, you're right there. You're on the, uh, you're in the union. Like you're on the, you're right there. Or, you know, on the website, like there you are, you're right there. And I go like, Oh, that's cool. You know? And like, you know, people from the journalism department want to do interviews, whether it's about leadership or about wrestling, you know, and you kind of feel like a short time celebrity, Yeah. you know, and that's kind of cool because it's like, you know, I, I always said there's probably a lot of people who deserve, there's not, I think, I knew there was a lot of people on that team and, you know, um, just in that school who deserved to be highlighted. And I was just very privileged and thankful that they chose me, right, that I can share my story. But everyone yeah. else deserved it just as much, probably if not more. But they probably saw something in me. So that was really cool. And I think because of that, like, again, right now, I say that not as a cockiness, but as a confidence. You know, college wrestling helped me become a lot more confident. Because if I wasn't confident, I was going to get, like get kicked the poop out of me. Like seriously, if I wasn't confident in myself, I was, I was going to drown. Like there were so many times I wanted to cry and there's times I did cry, but you just keep going. Um, anyways, now academia, you know, like it just, it's, it's what I want to do, right? I want to teach. I, I'm going to gradually be a school counselor. And here I am like, I, I want to teach. Like I really want to teach. I'll still do counseling at some point. If not, I'll do it right out of it. But for right now, like I want to teach. I, I told you this, right? Yeah. I want to teach. I think it's so cool. Um, so, and it provided me so many different opportunities. And it still does to this day. Um, you know, so it's uh, all those all those things really helped shape me. And I think a lot of it because of the location from home. I didn't have dad or my brother or sister close to you know, I've, and I've seen it at college where, like, the second I was sick, their mom or dad is showing up to the door with medicine. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they're having a tough time with schoolwork, mom and dad were there, there to help them with schoolwork. I didn't have that. If I was sick, I had to deal with it. If I was, if, if I was hurt, I dealt with it, right? You know, and I got through. But, you know, it wasn't just me. I, I went to the ATs, the health center, but, like, it was autonomous. I had to do that. There was no handhold with the athletics and the academia. I love that. I loved every second of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, going off the last thing that you said where, uh, you know, if you were something sick happened, or something happened, like, it was you, it was you, had, you, to you had to deal with it. Uh, that, I think, is such a huge, such a huge part, part of college. Of college. A huge part a huge of just, part like, being on your own that a lot of people don't realize until they're actually in it. And it's like, they have to deal with it. Cause I was definitely one of those people um, in high school. If something was you know, wrong with my schedule or for school or, you know, something wasn't quite right. There was always people reaching out to me to ask like, how can we change okay, this? Or change looking, this, up, or looking out for that. I'm going to graduate. Making sure, making sure you know, you know, everything's, okay. everything's okay. I really I didn't really have, didn't to, do have much. to do much. Maybe or maybe they called me down, down to down the, down. whatever the, career center and we dealt with it there but I it wasn't on me if I didn't do something someone else did something to fix it um in college college, it's not like that that. you know if you don't do something about it it doesn't get done you know even something just as little as like laundry that you don't think about if I don't do my laundry I don't have clothes to wear at home if I didn't do my laundry and I was like mom like I'm really running late can you just do my laundry she would 
but that's not how it is in college. Like you have to make time for it or else you deal with the consequences. Uh, you should. I, the amount of yeah. kids in college who live so close to home who brought their laundry home so mom or dad, but especially mom can fold it and do it. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, you don't know how to do this? Like, yeah. what? Like, and I get it because mom and dad are so supportive and they want to do that. But like, at the same time, like, there's going to be a time where your kid moves out and they got to learn. Yes. You know, they got to learn to do it on their own. And I'm saying this because actually my cooperative teacher's on there, you know, and a great friend of mine, Chris Doyle, amazing. Her and I have talked about this. She's helped me a lot with, again, the academia piece, right, and the personal piece as a cooperative teacher. But, geez, Louise, yeah, make time. Like, yeah. you don't have the time to do something, make the time for it or for people. Oh, my gosh, that, that drives me up a wall. <sighs> yeah, I agree. It drives me up a wall. You make time for things that are important to you. Things or people that are important to you. Uh, it's It's priorities. And you learn a lot of that in college. It's priorities. Um, and if you don't prioritize correctly, then you deal with the consequences. And hopefully you learn for, for next time. And if you don't, then you keep dealing with them. Um, no one is there to stop those consequences with the same behavior. Like, that, that doesn't happen. And I think that's such a huge life skill that college, or even if I would assume I don't, I don't no, because I haven't done this. If people don't go to college and just go out and live on their own right away, they learn that there. You know, just being on your own somewhere. That's such a huge life skill that you learn. And it's so important. You know what I like about it a lot, too? Because that piece, right? When you go, even if you don't go to college, right? Like, even if you just go somewhere else on your own, you learn, like you said, a lot about yourself. That's what it sounds like. You're You learn about yourself, your priorities, right? Like, what matters to you, what doesn't. You learn a lot of values, a lot of beliefs. One of the biggest things you learn, though, is how to love yourself, right? Like, I think that's a big thing. Like, you learn how to, like, you're like, okay, like, how do I – because, like, depending – if you move somewhere, right, let's say it's not for college, right, there isn't someone immediately right away that you're put in a situation where, like, it's a dorm where, like, you have all these people who are supposed to, like, you know, you're like, oh, look, let's see if we get along, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, when you move somewhere else and you're by yourself, like, maybe you have work to do that. Even then, like that, you guys, you're gonna spend time on your own, eating alone, by yourself. And everyone mistakes that as a horrible thing. Sometimes it's one of the greatest things. You know, like I mean, you told me you would do it for yourself, right? Like you just eat by yourself, like, do things by yourself. Like don't do it because you feel like you don't have any friends, right? Like you probably do it like, at a certain point. Invite people to join you, show them that they matter, right? Make time for them, yeah. But also yeah. make time for yourself, and that's what I loved about it. You know, like. I, I just told you today, right? Like, again, I'm going through a tough time right now. And, and I was just like, I told you, like, I'm like, I took myself out to dinner and I loved it. I trained myself to drink some appetizers and man, I'm, I'm like flattered of myself. Like, I'm like, Ooh, look at you go. But I say all that to say, and that's your point of when you go somewhere completely new, it's you're there on your own, you know, at least in the beginning. And you learn a lot about yourself especially with something like college, right? You're going to learn a lot about yourself because you're going to spend a good amount of time by yourself. And that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah, man, it's... When did you, when did you realize that? Did you ever realize like this piece of, you know, when you, if you were by yourself that you were not okay or were you always okay? Um, so... 
freshman sophomore year i had a roommate i loved my space i thought that it would be the best thing to have my own room to be you know in my own space and if i want to go out of my space i could if i want to go socialize i can um kind of keep all my friends at like an arm's length like they're there if i want them but i don't have to be with them um, and i went through those two years wishing that's how it was and then my junior year of college i got a, an apartment well an apartment by myself on in springfield uh like in the lc's i was completely by myself i could live in that place other than going to class like i didn't i had a kitchen i had a living room i had a bedroom everything um, and I realized I was not okay being by myself um, at all. I really thought that I was, um, but I wasn't. And I went through many months. It was very tough, many months. Um, things that I didn't really think that I would ever experience or go through uh, was happening. And I didn't know why, and I didn't know how to fix it. Towards the end of the first semester, I kind of realized, hey, I think it's because I'm by myself and I have all this time just alone. And I didn't like it anymore. I really didn't. And I never thought I would say that. Um, so I sat down and I was like, how do I fix it? Because there's always times where you're going to be alone. You're going to have to go through it alone. Um, and, you know, I partially was like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to be here with my thoughts and we're going we're gonna to work through this. You know, I'm going to be my own counselor. We're going to work through this. We're going we're gonna to do great. Um, and then the other half of it was that I went to the union a lot. I was like, where is a place that I enjoy going that's easy to go to? And it was the union. Uh, I loved the union because there's always at least one person there that I know and that I talk to. And so I started once I got, you know, more comfortable with being alone with my thoughts because that was the first step in my mind. Um, I started going to the union more and more and more and eventually I would there was one time where I don't think I was back in my room until 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night when the <laughs> yeah. um, and it was great and it was great I loved it, I and, loved that's it. and that's when I realized, I that, realized that like yes I need yes, my, I space, need my but space, space but I also need people I need a balance and that was really big for me because in high school I hated people I did not want to be around people I went to school and I was like get me out of this place like i don't i will be here for my required six hours and then i'm out and i'm not coming back until that homeroom bell rings tomorrow um and that's not how it is at springfield anymore now i actually enjoy being around people i actually opt to go to the union any chance i can because there are people there that i could talk to or even just be around even if i don't want to talk to them just be around people um i miss people i want to go visit all my friends I miss them and I never thought that I would say that I miss people and I want to actually be around people. Um, but yeah, the, I definitely needed to be alone. I definitely needed to go through that or else I wouldn't have realized all of this. That's huge. Yeah. Again, that piece, and I'm going to reiterate that. You, it wasn't during that moment when you realized it. It's like later on when you start to realize it. Or towards the end, you go, oh. Or the aha moment, the oh or aha moment. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, we can say that, right? I think so many times, you know, and I'll I'll definitely admit it for myself too, right? That when you when you spend that first initial moments by yourself, 
maybe it's a couple hours for some maybe it's a couple days that's when I get when things get really uncomfortable because you're spending like you said a lot of times with your thoughts yeah but then yeah. that's like one of those moments depending on where you are also emotionally right because that's a big thing spend more time like the moment that you start feeling like oh i need to be with other people no that's when you really need to stay by yourself yeah. right and that's when like it hits you you're like oh my gosh you know like even like if you look at some of the greatest inventors of our time right like you know of human the human time that time span that's so long a lot of people you know they say they spend a lot of time on their own yeah. and all those times on their own and some of the greater inventors now like are like yes yeah, because i was by myself and i thought about this and i thought about that you know it was like wow like you know think about the things we couldn't think about you know or we can't think about now because we're always around people but also like for some people it's the opposite right like so for you you being alone made you want to be more inclusive or not even just yeah inclusive but also be like around other people and want to be with other people there's some other there's the opposite where there's people who are around everyone so much that they realize no i want to be alone or there's that new york city complex right there's six degrees of separation that no matter how many people are in the city there's still people who feel so alone and so isolated yeah and they can be around everyone and that happens so it was like what do you what do you want to do what do you want I'm so glad you mentioned that. And, I, you know, for college, how that did that for you, because college did the opposite for me. It, it made me realize, like, wow, do you need to spend some time by yourself, bro? Like, like I said, I, I was the kind of person in, in high school, you know, and I admitted it even in college. Like, when I went somewhere, I, I wanted to be around someone. I wanted someone to be with me. Yeah. You know, I was just like, I, I was not okay going somewhere and not having someone with me because I was so used to that, and that's all I wanted. But then after a while, I'd say, I go like, you know what? No, go by yourself. And I also realized it wasn't just me wanting that. Life also wanted that. Because I would try to hit people up. Like, you want to go here or there? And their response is like, I can't. I'm sorry. I have this. Or I have that. And after a while, I was like, you know what? All right, universe. I get it. You want me to go by myself. I'm going by myself. And you learn so much about yourself. If you're someone who's always around other people, you learn so much what it's like to be alone. And you should. If you're always alone, you'll know it's like we're around people. It's a beautiful thing. But allow yourself to be there. Katie said, "What's going to be different for you when you go back to Springfield during the virus?" Okay, so Katie, I'll answer your question and then I'll take it a step further. Um, so basically, black and white. Dur uh, when we go back, it's expected that you know we always have to wear masks, that we have to wash our hands a lot, a lot. Um, uh, to be socially distant. Um, they're reforming the dining hall and the union and everything like that, where it's like a lot of people. So I don't really know how exactly they're doing that. I don't think they've actually said, but they're, you know, redoing that in some way to accommodate to the virus. Um, I'm going to take that a step further and ask Aaron, how are you going to interact with other people? differently than before or the same how are you going to keep those connections how are you going to keep the person that you've become because of college even though the environment is now altered to something new look at you go wow that's a good one not that you have the one to learn but that's wow awesome wow. yeah it's huge so it's so interesting because the the thing for me is going back to it's ironic you know going back to how it kind of was like freshman sophomore junior year 
with a mixture of who I am now, right? I guess I'm a lot, I'm really self-reflective and all that, but then, you know, just being able to be so super bubbly and, and I enjoy, but also knowing when to like, you know, like now go out and take time for yourself. You want to know who's helping me out with doing that too? It's Louie, you know, just being able to reach out to people and say, Hey, how are you? You know, I hope you're doing well. Or, you know, I try to send a text out every so often and people say, Hey, like you matter, you know, like, don't forget that. It's, it's going to be so important. So, everything going on and everything being restructured, I definitely want to reach out to people and let them know how much I care. What I've been doing lately is I've been spending time with drives. Instead of listening to music, I'll do phone calls. So there's been times where I'll pick a random number in my phone and call someone. But being able to call people and let them know like how, how much they matter. Um, or text. You know, I also want to be a lot more bubbly and a lot more energetic. You know, I definitely miss that part of myself. You know, even like being a kid and playing around, like I said to you earlier, like, you know, there's, I, I stopped that for a while. And a lot of it's because I felt like I was, or I was told I couldn't do it. And I allow that to, you know, persuade me not doing so. And now I'm taking that back. Um, and how I impact people. I think I'm trying to say less and ask more. You know, kind of like what I was doing to you, like, Aaron, you're asking all the questions. It's, yeah, I'm trying to say less and to ask more. And I'm also trying to spend time with, as far as impact with people, is this piece of, I'm also trying to just be where I'm at, not having to say anything. And letting people know that that's okay. What about you? Um, I, I definitely think that I'll, have to, like you were saying, have to be the one to reach out to people more. Um, that's already been something that like I've always struggled with anyway. Um, and then during a time where I'm probably not going to be seeing them quite as much in person, it's uh, definitely something that I'll have to do if I want to keep the connections and relationships that I've made. Um, and also just a big part of who I've become from college was due to the environment that I was in and now with the environment changing. Um, I think I'll just have to be more conscious about my choices and my thoughts and was that I already struggle with reaching out to people in general, like friends, uh, anyone, which I'm sure you probably know. <laughs> um, and so I think that in a place where we're already going to be seeing less of people or like me, I don't, I don't know how much you go to, you know, Springfield places like the Union and everything, but I'll be seeing less of people that I normally see. Yep. Okay. Um, so I think I'll have to re intentionally reach out to them more. Um, and also that me, like who I am now is a lot due to environment. Um, and with the environment changing, it's almost like I'm coming back home and changing that environment. Um, if that makes sense, just like yeah. anytime the environment changes, it makes it more difficult. So I think I'll just have to be more, like conscientious about my choices and my thoughts and my actions. And instead of just kind of going with it, like I did, like I used to do at Springfield, I think I'll definitely have to be more kind of like how I am at home where I have to stop and think about things and think about, is this going to actually help me be the person that I want to be or be the person that I've become, even if that's not growing during that time, just maintaining who I am. I think that last piece, especially too, right? There's this, 
there's this ideology. First of all, thank you for saying all that. Really appreciate it. The second is, the last piece I was about to say is, it doesn't always have to be uh, something different, right? That growth doesn't always be, it could be something the same that you're just trying to maintain, right? Like, it's like saying like, oh, hey, like, all right, now that you learned this skill, you've done it once, we're just going to move on. Like, no, like, it's repetition, 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 repetition yeah. until you master it. Yeah. Right? And so I think sometimes, I know, and I'm so glad you said that because I got to do it for myself. I got to stay in that. I got to stay in that maintain. It's yeah. okay to be here, right? Like, be right here for a period of time. Like, that in itself, because if you're here, and now I'm up here. Me staying here is still a growth. Right. Exactly. Or for you, it's it's still a growth. So that's awesome. I, I know exactly what you're saying that now when you change your environment, you know, how do you keep yourself? How do you keep yourself moving forward? Especially if you're going back to an environment that's so toxic. That's awesome, Jackie. That's I really appreciate you doing this. I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta get on a phone call um, with my brother, but uh, not that it's a bad thing. I like that. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I really appreciate you doing this. I'm, but I, I really want to say a couple of things. One, so proud of you for being able to do something you're even more uncomfortable with doing. I'm proud of you, but I'm also proud for you. Hopefully, you're proud of yourself, you know, for being able to do that because it's not easy. And then what it seemed like after a while, you got a little more comfortable with it, right? And like it just seemed like, I, hopefully what it, what it felt like is that you weren't paying attention to the people who were watching anymore. It was just a conversation between you and I. Yeah. That's awesome. Because that's how it should be. Yeah, I was just going to say that's how it should be. That's why that's why you're doing this. Yep. So I just want to thank you for taking the time to do that. Thank you for asking me like five different times until I finally agreed to it. <laughs> and thanks for uh, meeting me halfway and choosing the topic. I appreciate it. Got it. Something I'm trying to do more is, is actually that first piece you said is if someone says no, again, depending on what it is, but if someone says no, don't take it as the end, I'll be all final. Like ask again, wait a little time, ask again, you know, just because I, I know what it, I knew what it could do for you, but also for me. And it's awesome. No, I, I really appreciate you doing that. It should have been my, I should have been the one to ask you to choose the topic in the first place. Cause the only reason why I was like, kept saying no was because I didn't know what topic. So that was on me that I should have asked you just right out from the beginning. Uh, but I, I appreciate you continuously asking and realizing that well, for sure you know it's one of those things that can like kind of cause experience you don't know until it happens after a while like after five times like wait a second it's not that i don't want to do it it's just i don't want to fucking choose what we're, what we're doing like what we're talking about that's the case dude a-okay with me man like you know hopefully you know you enjoy this experience and i would like to hear more about what this was like really for you um you know at some point i'm just really glad you get to do this for you Hopefully, talk more about what this did for you um, and what it was like for you because you deserve that. All right. But until then, I gotta go take this phone call. <laughs> yeah, this time, but uh, I'll talk to you later, all right, homie? All right. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for choosing to listen to Life Chatter. If you liked today's episode and previous ones and have an inkling to be featured on my show, it would be awesome to have you. Simply go on Instagram, follow me at airfully 7 and send me a message. I'm open to a conversation with any and everyone. If you want more of a push to do things that challenge you every day, go follow my daily, weekly challenge Instagram at feliz.daily.challenge. Please continue to share Life Chatter to your friends and family. Until next time, ciao.